ladies and gentlemen, this is the Saul Good Man, the Better. Better Call Saul Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is Tornado Warning Dave. Dave, how's it going? Warning. <laughs> Warning. Actually, I did the long pause because you didn't do the long pause in the intro, and I feel like we needed a long pause. Okay, great, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this episode is the first one that is going to be brought to you by our partnership with the TV Showtime app. Make sure that you download TV Showtime on the Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. It's an awesome app. You can track your TV yep. shows, leave comments. You can upload memes. Uh, for Better Call Saul, you can rank guests you, or you can rank the cast. But actor performances, actor performance, different, different adjectives to describe the episode. Mm-hmm. Which is, I was thinking about that today. It's like kind of like more for like the producers of the show can get some real time feedback and how their fans think about it. Yeah, so that's pretty cool because maybe the producers of the show will see our shitty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, TV Showtime app, absolutely awesome. A lot of features, uh, thousands of shows. Millions of users and the uh, Better Call Saul community on there is almost five hundred thousand strong. It's quite large. It is well. It's a very popular show. It's a very popular show. So make sure that you download the TV Showtime app on your smartphone, and you can find us there. That's for Android and iPhone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I also host another important podcast where we talk to people more famous and successful than we will ever be. And, of course, we get our sardonic comments from our third mic, Jeff, as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't posted anything over there in, the like, two weeks, but uh, hopefully we'll have something up soon. Yeah, when Saul kicks into season, it's kind of a job for us. It takes up a lot of time. Yeah, it does. It does. But that's okay because we do it for you guys because um, we don't make any money, but we're still here. <laughs> but we're rich in other ways. Mm-hmm. Fan mm-hmm. interactions is a big one, and I'm really appreciative of all the fan interaction and the suspects that were trolling them. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are talking about episode four called Dave Sabrosito. See, I like the way you do that. If I if I I would have said it as like Sabrosito, <laughs> I would I it, it would have sound like a like a really cheap frozen pizza had I right. <laughs> had I pretty- three or four Tonys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Episode jumps right in. Uh has like a water opening scene. Dude glides in. You see a young Tio Salamanca. They're at Donalato's compound, where well, pretty much the opening scene is how would you explain it, Dave? It's, it's- a throwback. Yeah. To the way a storyline wrapped up in Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this because for some reason, I wrote down nice necklace. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like they took care to see or draw attention to the necklace, mm-hmm. right? So I went back, and I did some work for you guys. <laughs> and, yeah, Don Eladio died face down in a pool after being poisoned by Gus. Mm-hmm. Mike rips off his necklace to give to Hector to show that he is a token of his kill mm-hmm. or whatever. So excellent job of somehow subtly drawing my eye to the necklace or it was a subliminal thing and i remembered it somehow in the back of my head i don't know one or the other but yeah this definitely called back to that whole poisoning everybody plot which goes back to the mexican doctor who i'm not sure was the same guy he looks a lot different well because he's like 10 years older now (laughs) yeah so i was wondering and then also he did treat gus Mm because i remember the line now this man pays my salary when he's like hey help mike and he's like well this man pays my salary Mm mm-hmm 
Nice. Good callback. So interesting scene. Uh, we see basically uh, Hector and Gus pretty much uh, through various means making their offerings to uh, Don Eladio. He gets paying, a paying tribute. I think they call it paying tribute. Very nice. Yep. I was. Yep. You're, you're spot on with that. Uh, Don Eladio receives a Los Poyos Hermanos shirt. Which is nice, which uh, Tio has to shoot down and call it the Butt Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so immature, but so dickish at the same time. <laughs> which is Hector's MO, because we we uh mm-hmm. we watched the break of bad scene, like he pees in the pool, like he's, right. he, yeah, he's just overall a prick. Yeah, and even like uh it was a Don Ladio warned warned Jimenez like you don't know watch out for me. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch out for Hector because he gives no second chances. Right. Like he is he's the the hard ass of the group, if you will. Right, right, right. Which is kind of his, uh, kind of his downfall, I guess. It kind of gets in his way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, Don Eladio re- receives uh, the uh, the Los Oma- uh, Los Poils Romano shirt, and uh, Hector's guy bringing what appears to be the bigger haul with the nice wrapped mm-hmm. money and the tight little coils. You, you know that shit's all just ones with yeah. ones on the it's ones with hundreds on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a front on the stack, yo. That's right. <laughs> Stacking bands, yo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then he's uh then Gus's guy uh, one ups and brings the huge uh bundles, like just massive, well organized, well stacked saran wrap for freshness. Right, exactly. And it prevents freezer burn. <laughs> uh stacks of money and uh You know who that guy is? Who? Balsa. Nice. Balsa is the liaison between the cartel and Gus Frank. Man, you are on it this episode. I did some research, fellas. You are on it this episode. Also, we got to go back because remember, Hector gave his tribute was the uh, little mannequin where it explains. Yeah, the bobblehead, right? It was the bobblehead. Yeah, the bobblehead. Right. That explains the name of the ice cream place that Hector bought. Mm -hmm. The the Winking Greek. The Winking Greek. Right. Named after Don Eladio. Yeah, you know, I, I I had completely forgot about that, but I remembered in season one, because neither you nor I speak Spanish, you went back and like freeze frame the name of yeah. the of the uh, <laughs> the ice cream shop, and then like went to Google and translated. Translate, yeah. and you were like, I I think it makes the 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 Greek who's winking or the winking Greek. Like we couldn't yeah. figure it out, and like you know, here we are two years later. We we definitely get. But I think there was it wasn't there a, an illustration of a winking. It's this bobblehead picture is on the wall, right? Of the ice yeah, cream shop. So that's how we figured that out. Right, Sabrosito, right. Well, I went and Googled Sabrosito, mm-hmm. and all I got was Sabrosa means tasty. Mm. So it's a little tasty. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> Which is funny because uh, they also said that they named... Uh, that was the, ma- the bobblehead's name. Yeah, that's the bobblehead's yeah. name, but they also said that they named the restaurant after uh, Don Eladio. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it ever covered? Why is he the winking Greek? Yeah, or is it know. just like one of those things that... Does he act like a Greek club owner or something? Yeah, I mean, like with the no gold, like Greeks out there, track but, suits or something. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know but he, he's the winking Greek. Does, uh, maybe he is Greek, but speaks Spanish. I don't mm-hmm. know, but he seems pretty uh, same ethnicity as the rest of the crew. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's nice because you see Hector get a little jealous. Very jealous. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. yeah he all, he, all he wants is approval. Right. <laughs> like, he had such a big beaming smile on his face when he's so proud of himself about buying the ice cream shop. And he's like, no, my guy's going to get waved through customs and mm-hmm. this and that. And then all of a sudden, Gus Fring comes in and he's just like, you know, you killed Max. <laughs> yogurt. Yogurt shop. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> and then Eladio to like, uh, 
to add fuel to the fire, he starts making he starts mocking Hector. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For being jealous and the fat jokes, which I thought was funny because he's thinner now. Mm-hmm. So in the prequel, he's thinner, which means he gets fat in the universe. Right. But in Breaking Bad, that that scene, the pool scene, took place before this current scene in no. Better Call Saul. Not the one where Don Eladio dies. Mm. The pool scene where Gus's partner got killed mm-hmm. takes place in like 1989. Right. But then even when Don Eladio does die at the party of all the heads, mm-hmm. um, he's a bigger guy. Mm. So he definitely, yeah, he, he puts on weight in the story. Maybe maybe his weight fluctuates due to stress, you know? I would think like running like big <laughs> cartels would be a stressful thing, right? You're constantly looking out. It's true. You know, you, sometimes you eat your feelings and sometimes... You know, you're not able to eat, so, you know, because he, he had a nice belly yeah. in the in the scene that took place, like, you know, when, when uh, Gus's buddy got shot in the head. Right. Because we were laughing about that. We're like, man, look at the pot belly on yeah. that guy. <laughs> and, like, in, in this Better Call Saul scene, like, you know, he's kind of a hefty dude. But then there's that other scene that you were talking about where, like, he's, like, slimmed down, so... You know, maybe his maybe he has uh what is that body dysmorphia where where, where, <laughs> yeah. where he just kind of keeps going back and forth you know well, body dysmorphia is how you perceive your own body mm, gotcha but okay. maybe he's got the infra, Oprah Winfrey diet plan going on mm-hmm. yeah like sometimes he's on Weight Watchers and other times uh he likes the snacks and he swallows <laughs> a lot of aggression yeah along with a lot of pizzas <laughs> nice <laughs> so it's funny because you get a lot of cool insight in this scene. Um, and it pretty much just solidifies the fact that, uh, part of their whole MO is that they're using these like small time restaurants, which are cash heavy businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically to funnel the money through money laundering. Yeah. To launder the money through and, mm-hmm. and it's great because Hector's like all proud that he has this ice cream shop. And then, uh, you know, Gus is just like, bam, yeah. food chain. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, uh, it prompts Don Eladio to be like, this is how my money comes in from now on. No mm-hmm. more rubber bands. Right. Organized, professional. Yeah. You got to be like Gus. Make a new, yeah, make a new procedures. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so poor, poor Hector. Poor he Hector. Just, he just wants to be loved. That's all. Yeah. Well, we all know Hector gets the last laugh in the end. So, yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know. That was kind of a draw. <laughs> I guess. Well, Hector pushed the button. So, yeah. He, he chose. Gus was, it happened to Gus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, half his face got blown off. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! You should have watched alert. it ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> then Don Eladio invites them all in, and Hector's like, "Yeah, I'll be there in a minute," and just kind of stands over the pool, mm-hmm. kind of probably replaying that scene where he shot Max in the head. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to pee in it again. Like, oh, I I was yeah, that would have been nice. Like. Like it, the way that the camera angle was up and he was kind of stand there, I was like, he's going to pee in the pool. <laughs> and then, and then we came back to that. I'm like, Oh, he did pee in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought he was going to piss 20, in the pool again. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. which, which is a, uh, that's a strong move. That's, that's a strong strong. move. Especially like it's one thing open like that. He could have walked in on him anytime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, uh, I guess by all rights, that would mean he owns that pool. That's right. Territorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Until until an alpha male with a stronger urine scent comes along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then of course we have the uh, opening credits with uh, all the burner phones. Right. In the drawer. As far as I'm concerned, it matches up to last year. I didn't go check, but mm-hmm. let's just say it does. 
Yeah, so at this point, it's really quite pointless for us to keep pointing right. that out, but we've done it for three years running <laughs> yeah, now, so I don't, see, I don't see any reason to stop I, now. I honestly, I'm, I'm going to go back and check probably this week. I don't think the black and white parts are getting any different. I'm thinking it's think the so? same thing. But it's well. In the first one, they were definitely all in color, and then in the second season, I thought they still flashed black and white in the first. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were all in color. I'm gonna go back and look. I'm gonna do that for you guys, unless a fan wants to do it and get back to me Mm -hmm. to verify that it is. Mm -hmm. Not to insult the listener that said maybe it's getting longer because we're getting closer to Gene. Mm -hmm. But yeah, somebody verify that. I'm gonna do it myself too. Yeah. Cut two. We see the Wink and Grink being raided. Mike's uh, just kind of observing. And then uh, he gets a call from his daughter. And the whole time I'm waiting, it's DEA, so I'm waiting for Hank to show up. Yeah, The right? whole time I'm like, here comes Hank. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, that's 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 Stacey yeah, calls. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. So uh, Mike's daughter calls, um, which is the first time this season we've we've heard or seen. We haven't heard or seen anything. Stacey. Yeah, from Stacey in a, in a while. Yeah, no, I was kind of waiting for that to happen, actually. Yep. I mean, Kaylee is a big part of Mike's life. The only one that can draw him from a stakeout. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what, that was the key word. She said, Kaylee would like it if you came over. And then he's like, all right, I'll come over. Yeah. Pulling at the heartstrings. He's got to go. He's got to go see Kaylee. Mike's still a softie. He's still a softie. He is, yeah. For, for at least two people. Everybody else, he seems pretty indifferent to. Right, yeah. <laughs> um. We see a nice scene. Uh, Mike's in there with uh, Kaylee and Stacy. Uh you know, watch a TV, she's snoozing on him, and uh, Stacy asks him, you know, like, are you, are you okay? Like, she's, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, obvious a lot, obviously, a lot is weighing on Yeah, he's processing, his CPU's working overdrive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. And then my favorite part is when she offers him some ice cream, he just scoffs at her, like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I, did, I didn't catch that. Yeah, because he just came from an ice cream shop. That yeah, out. <laughs> because he just, Hector's ice cream shop. Right. Shop. So yeah, okay, I got you. Good catch. That's uh, I I didn't catch that at all. I mean, I caught that he didn't get the ice cream, but yeah, totally. You you the fact that he's dealing with an ice cream mm-hmm. uh, shop owner. Right. Yeah. 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 I did. I did not put that together. We're back at uh, Los Pollos Hermanos, and. Uh, the Nacho, get, Hector, and Arturo walk in. Yeah, we get to see Nacho for the first time this season. Only yeah. took four episodes. Yeah, no, right. And he's and he's a serious regular. He's on all the credits. We've discussed this a few times. We finally mm-hmm. get to see our boy uh, Michael Mando. If you uh, if you're a fan, we did interview him. Go back and listen. <laughs> and uh, you know, it brings a good air of tension to the restaurant because all the all the uh, all the patrons they kind of know what's up. Start kind of taking notice, like you know, these dudes are probably not people uh, that they should. Uh, should mess with and uh hector goes up to see the manager and uh you know uh dude behind the counter is uh well you know like i'm the assistant manager how can i help you mm-hmm. and hector's like you're not the manager <laughs> your boss is i want to see your boss yeah like yeah the yeah. boss the boss <laughs> uh but yeah everybody everybody can see it uh hector even lights up a cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> right in the uh restaurant which you know, good hint to everybody, like, some real shit is going down yeah, now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Grabs a fountain drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just overall being a prick, right? Like, walks behind the counter. There was kind of a funny thing where uh, some people try to leave. Yeah. And, and Nacho, like, dude, don't. Yeah, like, Arturo, like, Arturo gets in their way, and then Nacho, like, he doesn't even say a word in the whole scene. Mm-hmm. We've heard Nacho speak yet? We speaking Not this? yet. I don't believe so. There's been a lot of, uh, like, really tense scenes 
with minimal dialogue this year. Yeah, this, they're putting a lot on the physical acting, not just the physical comedy, as mm-hmm. we talked about, but yeah, the physical acting and the subtext. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really coming into its own. This is all part of the growing. And I, and I actually kind of found it funny because, like, what was that guy, guy going to do? Rough up a, a woman? Yeah, right. And her <laughs> like, kid? Yeah. yeah. A, a woman and a. Because I'm sure, I'm sure, even though it's obvious to everybody that something is just not quite right, mm-hmm. like nothing would probably draw attention to them more than like this goon like roughing up a woman right. and her child trying to exit <laughs> a fast food chain restaurant. You know, exactly, exactly. Then it kind of like jumps a little bit, and there's Gus. He's he's ha- he's at a firehouse having a meeting, mm-hmm. doing the whole community outreach thing, which is a smart move on his part. He's very he's a pillar of the community. Yeah, man. I mean, hiding in plain sight, right? Like yeah, you you want that? That's you'd a- be surprised <laughs> in real life. <laughs> yeah. You know, answers the phone politely. I'll be right there, and uh, I- he seems pretty damn annoyed when he enters the restaurant. Like, yeah, but I, I want to go back to that shot. Like, I wonder why. It's interesting why they they cut it off halfway through the speech, and then they're showing him through the door while he's still talking. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know what he said. But they do that a lot in this show. This is not the first time this has happened. Right, because they did it with the mailroom and such, too. And, yeah. and, and we found out, uh, we talked to somebody from the show where they, they still write all the dialogue. I think that was Patrick Fabian, right? Because that happened when he told Jimmy that he wasn't getting hired. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It probably was Patrick Fabian, right? Because they they write the entire dialogue. Or it was Ray Seahorn because Patrick Fabian had to tell Ray Seahorn something when they (laughs) shut the door halfway through the damn thing. Either way, there's dialogue (laughs) written for that. Yeah. They just choose to, like, go the other route where, like, you know, they continue the speech in the background and then because the focus was on the phone call. Yeah. You know, it kind of gave you that. That's the thing. They they show you what's important. Mm -hmm. They respect the intelligence of their audience. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they, not, and they leave it up to your imagination to fill not, in the gaps. Not a lot of hand-holding. No, no. No. And there's very f- rare occasions where, where they do, like, uh, like the whole thing, like, oh, a little crooked. You know, where I'm yeah. like, oh, you know? But, like, for the most part. But that's kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But I, I, yeah. Everybody knows how I felt about that. Right. It's, like, a little too on the nose for me. But, yeah. But, once again, we've said it every episode this year, uh, they have a TV show and we don't. Exactly. <laughs> We talk about their super successful TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why we sit here. <laughs> in the Dave Cave. In the Dave Cave. <laughs> um, he answers the call. He enters the restaurant. He's pretty... Uh, perturbed. He's, yeah, pretty perturbed. You know, it's just like one of those moments where it's like, oh, come on, guys. Like, yeah, right. Seriously. All the employees are sitting around a table mm-hmm. just like wondering yep. what's going on. Yep. Sends them, uh, sends them home. Which, right here. I'm not coming back. I wrote that down. He sends me home from that situation. I quit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Some dude just strong armed your restaurant. Right. No. No, I'm not I'm no longer an employee of El Pollo for Miles. <laughs> I'll go to El Pollo Loco or something. <laughs> or maybe Pollo Tropical. Or see if McDonald's will take me back. Yeah. <laughs> White dude was pretty good though. He's loyal. He was like, you know, offering to call, you know, like he kind of stuck around, made sure that Gus was okay. You know, he offered, mm-hmm. you know, hey, can I call somebody? You know, like trying to give him like a, dude, I, you know, like I'll, I'll, you know, if you're in trouble, like, I, you know, I'll yeah. leave here and call the cops. Or, he's the assistant manager, man. He's, yeah, he's, man. He's, he's got a vested interest in the success of that company. Yes, holds it down. Right. So uh, Hector is in the office cleaning what I, what I assume is shit. Yeah, not only does he piss in pools, he cleans shit on top of people's desks. <laughs> Gus doing well to his face. <laughs> Gus doing well holding it together. Yeah. Oh, he's got big plans. Mm-hmm. He's got big. Plans. He, uh, you know, kindly reminds him. I, I like. It was very like Godfather, 
S, you know, where it's like employees are civilians. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like they're, you endangered all of them, you know, like you involved all of them and, the, and they're, they're pretty much not supposed to be right. Like, right. It's, it, like our business is our business. Exactly. And by you doing that, you're fucking up my other business that keeps my business with your business going. Right. Like that's pretty yeah. much what's happening. You're going to blow this whole thing up. If you start, if you don't start thinking before you act kind mm-hmm. of a deal. Yep. Yeah, but this explains the whole sharing of the route and the shoes from last episode. Expound. Because Hector says, you are now my mule. You are going to transport my goods. Mm-hmm. So those were actually Hector's goods still going through yeah. at the shoes in the Polios Hermanos truck in the flash forward scene that I did not think was a flash forward scene. <laughs> and... um. I, I like I like the whole exchange where Gus is trying to keep it together, mm-hmm. and he's still trying to like it's funny because like they're they're totally seedy and underground, but Gus is still keeping it professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's still he's so, still very astute and proper. Proper, yeah. That's what yeah, I was yeah. And he's like he's like, oh, did uh, Don Eladio approve that? Yeah. <laughs> and then and, and uh, Hector's is like, I approved it. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he has a stoma, but he doesn't have like the box under his throat, right? Well, he's le- you know he's gonna be a he's gonna be wheelchair bound in six years. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Maybe he's gonna start like being sicker and sicker throughout the uh, series. Mm-hmm. That'll be pretty cool. Yep. And it makes uh, me realize how good of an actor he did, was in Breaking Bad because he didn't say a single word, but he's believable. And like his facial, like yeah, like gyrations and stuff. Like mm-hmm. he's, he, he's like pretty excellent. Know. Yeah, not bad. I like how uh, after after Hecker and his crew. Um, left. Gus is like, "Well, better get back to it." Yeah. <laughs> he just starts clearing tables. And the little <laughs> basketball shot—I noted that because there's something about that. I don't know, it's like the simple things. Like you, you want a one smile for the day. Yeah, you know. Yes. Something went right. <laughs> so uh, we we get to see uh, Mike work in the booth. That's been a while too. We haven't seen Mike actually at a legitimate job in a long time. Well, no, because we saw him a couple episodes ago. He was closing up. Remember, he put the gas cap on top of the wall. Oh, that's right. But Not this bad. is him, like, actually working, and uh, Victor pulls up, tosses him money. Bag of cash. Or bag, bag of cash, of cash. Makes a U-turn, and then Mike pretty much is just like, we're square, tosses it yeah. back. <laughs> and then Victor's like, no, because that's going to get Victor in trouble, because, you know, these guys like to shoot the messenger. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like, no. And he just, yeah, throws it in there anyway. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. See, he's a man of principle. He's all about being square, because there was something else er- mm-hmm. uh, earlier in the show where he refused payment or something. He's like, we're it was square. To Gus. Yeah. Like, Gus is trying to force the payment on him, but Mike knows. It's like when I'm at a club mm-hmm. and my friend's band's playing, mm-hmm. I don't touch the soundboard. Because if I touch the soundboard, everybody thinks I'm the sound guy, and right, I'm, you're in- I'm, I'm committed to being the sound guy you're a part of it now right yeah yeah so he 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 can't take the first payment because he doesn't want to be a part of it yeah exactly like gotcha okay right on good analogy then we get to see the aftermath you know the it's a nice little cut scene of the los pollos hermano crew doing the morning prep cutting tomatoes Mm -hmm. chopping lettuce you know wiping stuff down and for some uh, reason they all came back to work yeah they all came back like i said i guess just a testament to the managerial skills of gus fring (laughs) (laughs) who's walking up i like the little rundo reveal too where they they move the soap out of the way Mm -hmm. and gus is like perfectly in focus yeah it's so awkward yeah so awkward when he enters you know because everybody's (laughs) wondering what the hell's going on like 
Like everybody in that scene, everybody from Gus to the crew, like great acting because it made like the viewer feel how awkward that was. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like you're watching an awkward moment. Like the way it was done, it was like you felt like how yeah the tension was palpable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and, Cut and it with a knife. Exactly. Gus, uh, he calls the team huddle. Like, all right, everybody, you know, can you meet me out here for a second? Um, he apologizes. He admits, mm-hmm. you know, what happened was unacceptable, mm-hmm. you know, and he commends them for their demeanor. And in a super nice touch, he offers them counseling, counseling should they feel that they need it. Yeah, and 24 hours of overtime. Yeah, that's right. Look they try to buy their happiness or yeah. let them find it. <laughs> Making some money. I, yeah, I think that I'm still quitting. Yeah. But I like Lyle. Lyle's like, who were they? He wants to know. Assistant manager wants some answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, he demands the answers. That's right. He's <laughs> a good assistant manager. You got to keep on his point. ass on the line. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, Gus just kind of paints himself as a victim of a protection racket. Yeah. You know, and then, and then he, he, like, appeals to everybody, like, the whole, like. Uh, it was so political. Like, that was a politician statement. Yeah. The way it, it ended. He's like, but you know what? No. I thought to myself, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And together we will prosper. Right. Like so great. <laughs> and they say Lyle's like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah. I was just hoping that everybody would start being like, USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> <laughs> Treated to a nice uh scene, Kim uh just going down the yellow pages, calling uh, every repair shop, uh doing some recon. Right, yeah, doing some she's getting She's getting a little shady here. Mm-hmm. And then she tries to, uh, she just cancels. She eventually hits upon Martin's mm-hmm. repair and uh, she cancels the job. Right. You know, and you're like, like, oh man, okay, he's cool. It's going to see the job to fix Chuck's door mm-hmm. from that Jimmy kicked in. Right. And then yeah. that's when my head started going because for some reason I didn't put together what exactly would, how they were, how they were going to do that, which we could talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what would canceling? do and i was like maybe they're just being a dick and that's gonna like enrage chuck or something you know what i mean i was like <laughs> trying to figure out like uh i was trying to get like one step ahead of the show like right they i was too i i was right but wrong because i figured they're canceling it to replace the crew to spy on chuck mm-hmm. i didn't guess who it was going to be properly although the freaking intro tagline of the show mm-hmm. says what happened mike gets involved between yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, so. the official AMC, the official AMC like synopsis of yeah, the synopsis. upcoming episode. Yeah, yep. yep. She joyously gives the info to Jimmy, who's uh, working on uh, his uh, remorse pass, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming is. Um, I didn't put that together. What the hell that was till the end of the episode. Well, it's part of that like PPD. You know, he he's like probably in the confession. You know, it probably helps your case if you show some remorse. Right. So, you know, and he's obviously not remorseful, so he's trying to type it up to make it sound like. Right. Kim has like, to help him. Like, you know what? That, that, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I crossed the line on that one. You right. know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like you admit it and then, you know, to like try to like sway people in your favor, you know, like not really play the victim, but you're uh-huh. like, I just lost my mind. I don't right. Know what I, <laughs> I just don't but know. It's funny too because the part that she proofreads is the part that they argue about later in the episode. Mm hmm. Interesting. We'll get to that later. Yeah. I like, uh, I like their little exchange where Jimmy kind of like cuts the bullshit for a minute mm-hmm. and he's just like, thank you. Seriously. Right. Uh, it's kind of a nice moment because her response is, you're welcome. Seriously. Seriously. It's mm-hmm. kind of cute. You yeah. know, 
Me and my wife do stuff like that all the time. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know, because we're lame. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, on a side note, I always joke around how my, my wife is completely unimpressed with the podcast and uh-huh. never listened to a single one. Uh-huh. And we got to have our first, uh, we got to have like a date last night for like the first time in months. Uh-huh. And she told me that she listened to the Bob Odenkirk interview. And I was like, aw. 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 And I was, uh, that's why I said, I go, oh, <laughs> and she goes, oh, she's like, she's like, are you feeling a little loved right now? <laughs> I would thank her right now, but uh, she would never hear it. So. Yeah. I'm probably not listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you got the right guy for this job? I like that part too. Yeah. The yeah. Creme de la creme. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's almost exactly the, yeah. The, the, um, again, didn't put together that it'd be Mike. Nope. Did not put that together. That'd be Mike. And I was like. Cause then my head's like, oh man, who are they bringing in now? I'm flashing. Who are back. they bringing in now? <laughs> I'm flashing back to like Raiders of the Lost Dark. It was like top men. Top are on this. <laughs> top men. Will oh, they never show it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Custom Chuck's house. The original appointment for the repairman was two thirty, mm-hmm. and then uh, he gets a knock on the door at two thirty-five. That's right. <laughs> Chuck's patiently waiting, mm-hmm. and it's uh, Mike appears as uh, Martin's repair guy. That's right. And what's great about that is Mike is kind of playing it up folksy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, uh, <laughs> there was a time, remember, when we could leave our doors unlocked? Like, yeah, like, doing the old man thing. Yeah. I was so hoping home. he would say something about Cracker Barrel or air conditioning. <laughs> like, I was so hoping they would have tossed that in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, and like, uh, I'd like to think that Mike has obviously been briefed mm-hmm. about everything going on with Chuck. Right. And the whole, like, where do we plug in? Was just obviously it's he's a obvi- dumb. Yeah, he's playing yeah. dumb, but I like to think he was kind of like dabbing at him a little bit too, yeah. like poking him in the ribs, you know, like <laughs> like where do we plug in? And he's like, you know, um, you know, Chuck tells him that there's no power tools, and I di- I didn't get exactly what they were were going for, but I I thought he was going to try to like plant like a bug. That's kind of what I thought too. Yeah, it was what I thought too. But I, this is one of my favorite parts because first off, he chases Chuck away like a dog. With a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, like, just, just yeah. The but that shot where he's, like, looking around the corner. So Mike is this old, ugly dude in overalls and a drill. I wrote down, he's like, drill man, the lamest 80s serial killer ever. <laughs> like, you could take that as a screenshot, and it looks like a totally stupid serial killer with a drill. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they made it super obvious that he wasn't even un, like unscrewing a bolt. He was just like letting right. it clang against the uh, against yeah. the thread. Like <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> but this part, I don't know what's up there. Why was he? Why was he taking pictures? I thought it was going to be a bug. I I don't I think we know that yet. Yeah, I'm I don't think of, we know that yet. That's but. something that can people can offer their predictions to us about. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like as he's taking the pictures to cover up the noise of the the vicaries, is like like holds the drill down yeah. to cover up the noise of. It reminds me of like when I was little, like at my parents' house, we have like these these. Uh, like when you cough to cover up a fart, <laughs> kind of, but um, but it, it made me smile because my my parents have like this weird like half moon spiral staircase that's mm-hmm. only like, like it's only like half a story up. You've been in my parents' house, yeah. it's like half a story up. And I used to hate it because my mom would make me vacuum that like three times a day. And <laughs> I used to get so aggravated at that that I used to just like turn the vacuum on and not do anything. <laughs> and, she, and then it shut them off. 
And she'd be like, did you vacuum the stairs? I'm like, oh, yeah, they're great. Like, look at them. And she'd be like, oh, they do look better. And I didn't do shit. Like, for some reason, it, like, made me harken back to that, you know? Like, he's That's just walking, funny. not doing anything with the drill. And then I was like, is he really going to fix the door? Like, yeah. like, like, I was, like, trying to think of, like, some... Because then I was like, well, maybe how they get back at Chuck is, like, he doesn't fix the door, but he feigns some sort of injury or something. And, like, like now they can, like, you know... You know, I mean, like some sort of crazy yeah. plot like that. Yeah, I thought maybe he, he got Mike to fix the door because Mike can, like, quote, fix the door, mm-hmm. but have it be accessible. Like, you know. Yeah. So like, that way Jimmy can break in later and under cover of night that yeah. Chuck thought Jimmy would do when he kicked the door in. Mm. Full circle. Yeah. And I, I love Michael McKean's acting when, like, you know, he tries to, like, head to the kitchen to, like. Yeah. I don't know what he was going for to have a chat or just to watch the guy do something. He's like, like, like. Right. And then he's like, stops in his tracks and heads upstairs. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that was a nice little, that was a little funnily awkward scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, humorous. Uh, cut to breakfast at the diner. Jimmy's going through the pictures. Uh, uh, he calls Mike the Ansel Adams. Of covert photography. That's right. Ansel Adams. I know nothing about Ansel Adams. Ansel Adams. He is famous for taking landscape photography. Oh, nice. Look at that. It's all good, man. Entertaining and educational. Nice. nice. Call that infotainment, my friend. Infotainment. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then this is what I was talking about with the pictures because Jimmy references after talking about the rule of threes, mm-hmm. which I think he wants a third copy is what I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, the other thing that Mike found in the address book. What, pray tell, is the other thing? No idea. I don't know. I don't really have uh, any. I, as the rest of the episode unfolded, it's nice because it set up so many more questions. It was like such mm-hmm. a satisfying episode, but like they're just, you know, it's like, like the little details get you. Yeah. It's not like a lot of other shows where like. They'll run into a room and then like be like, oh my God. And then like the scene cuts and then like that's the big right. cliffhanger. No. This has some of those moments, but like there's like many little cliffhangers like just peppered yeah, this, throughout. This, one, this this is a cliffhanger. It's in the middle of the scene. Mm-hmm. You know? And they just move on to something else and continue talking. Yep. I, I do like uh how Mike said it was nice to fix something for once. Yeah. It was nice to fix something for once and then and then Jimmy makes a crack about a leaky toilet and Mike is just so unamused. Yeah. <laughs> I like, just wants to be accepted by Mike. Yeah, that's all. A lot of a uh, lot of insecurity in this show. A lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was cool though that um, you know, because Jimmy asked a question that I asked. I'm like, can Mike fix doors? <laughs> you know, can he, Mike can fix. And, and Mike was like, like, don't worry about it. He's not gonna, you know, like yeah. fix it good enough. He's not gonna question it. Like, right. he was he was almost annoyed yeah. that Jimmy had to verify with him that he was able to fix the door in a satisfactory member. Uh, right, because this manner. grizzled. Vietnam sniper vet that does odd jobs and like criminal things. Of mm-hmm. course, he knows how to fix a door. I mean, carpentry is like part of the training, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Covert operations. Like. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Mike blows him off again, you know, like again, like uh, you kind of touched on, you know, Jimmy feels jilted and mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, well, also the way go. And then I, th- I thought it was important that he said, anytime you need me, call me. Like he was still offering. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still kind of indebted to you mm-hmm. kind of a deal. I thought that was pretty important, too. Yep. Uh, Mike's in his booth. He's uh, Gus pulls up, asks for a chat, you know, and uh, Mike tells Gus, hey, I gave the money back because it's your business. Mm-hmm. And then Gus. Uh, I didn't do it for the money. The money's not the reason I did it, so I don't want the money because that's not the reason I did it. Mm-hmm. 
I just want Salamanca out of my head. Yeah. No. Living in his head rent free, son. <laughs> we all know that ain't gonna happen. And uh, you know, Gus uh explain you know, gives him the offer, hey, perhaps in the future you would consider working for me. Finally. Dave's prediction. Yeah. You guys uh predict or you yeah, predicted that on preview with a prior, mm-hmm. which uh as we record this is not posted yet, but hopefully will be posted sometime tonight. Yes. Um you guys will have have had a full day, hopefully, to listen to preview the prior. Mm-hmm. And if not, go back and listen to it because you can hear what we got wrong, post the fact, and the interview, <laughs> and the interview with Ray Seahorn. So one thing, one thing I didn't like was um, when it showed the whole like you know like super pan out and Gus was walking away. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's totally gonna stop and he's gonna turn around and he's gonna enlighten Mike about what's going on because that happens in everything. Yeah, and and uh, and. It's one of those things where I was just like, ah. Like, Wait, did he? Yeah, because, he, yeah, he tells them why, um, he tells them, uh, you know, that a bullet to the head is far too humane. Oh, yeah, the whole thing about, yeah, why. Why he didn't want, why he didn't want Mike to kill Hector because a bullet to the head is, you know, like, right, he basically I, I turns around and be it. like, well, why I stopped you is because that's far too humane right. for Hector. Which is like great, you know. That's that's a great line, but I it's just it's just one of those things I saw coming a mile away. Yeah, it was a trope. The whole yeah, yeah. walking away, turning back to finish conversation thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. Yep. Um, super awkward scene in the deposition room. Uh, the whole party's there, pretty much. Chuck, Kim, Howard, Jim, keep going back and forth. Jim, Howard, Chuck, Chuck, Jim, Howard, <laughs> Doctor, Doctor. Yeah, Doctor. yeah, exactly. Did totally <laughs> yeah. miss anybody? <laughs> uh, Miss Hayes enters. And um Miss Hay. Miss Hay. Sorry, Hay. yeah, Miss Hay. I apologize. Miss Hay enters and uh to gets, negotiate the PPD. Yeah, I like I like when she was sitting down and she was kind of getting her paper ready. Uh-huh. And then like you could just see Jimmy in the background, like trying to figure out like kind of like what the hell's going on. Like this look, he's just like Yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was he, watching her little soliloquy. Yeah, he, he's just like kind of giving her like, are you serious? Kind of yeah. look like I don't know if he sees Chuck and her, or if he's just trying to figure her out. But he, he not really dumbfounded, but it looks like he's like really trying hard to assess the situation because mm-hmm. maybe she's like a variable, you know, that like right. he wasn't he wasn't ready for, it, even though he was told by by Oakley that it was gonna you know it was gonna yeah. be a new prosecutor. Right. This must be the first time that he laid eyes on her, so maybe he was trying to like get the lay of the land, so to speak, you know? size her up. Right, like, well, about. but he wasn't like intimidating her or anything because right. she was ignoring him and just going through her things, and he was just sitting there like kind of like. Well, she was telling like, a little story. Mm-hmm. Is this is while she's telling the story. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the fact that she was relating to Chuck. Yeah, because that's Jimmy's move, man. Jimmy's right, yeah. and he's just kind of sitting there like, you know, yeah. Chick serious. Yeah, like it, it was like one of those things where like caught a little off guard. Right, just trying to uh, reassess the situation. Reassess the situation. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, uh, yeah, that's actually the notes that I had. I wrote, uh, Jimmy's looking at her in disbelief as she sets up talking about Chuck's uh, unconventional request. And I said, yeah, maybe he sees a little bit of him in her. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. So we had the same thought. I just didn't read all my notes. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Much like high school. Much like high school. (laughs) Um, So they're there to finalize uh, Jim's PPD. Uh, They go over the term. And the uh, and uh, the violations will be punished to the fullest extent. That's right. If if one of the stipulations was that he cannot associate with, he can only associate with law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. So 
He's not <laughs> currently. <laughs> right. He's not even one himself. But yeah, so I think this is all part of my whole idea that uh, this is going to lead us all Goodman, and mm-hmm. uh, I like how she scolds him, like a like a parent would. Mm-hmm. I don't feel your remorse. Yeah, you need to apologize. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for her to get up on the table for somebody to be like, kiss it. Yeah, right. Apologize. <laughs> but yeah, that would have made me so mad. I would have been like, "Are we fucking children?" Like, <laughs> yeah, no, right? Are you fucking for real? Apologize. Like, I signed the paper. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> said, on, it's on paper. I, like, hey, lady, don't you watch the show? Like two scenes ago, we were. I was agonizing <laughs> over over that. Um, but yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact that. Chuck was so adamant about the tape, too. Yeah, started arguing about the language of the tape. Mm. On page two, it was like uh, uh, damaged victim's property versus destroyed the cassette tape. Right. Like, I guess Chuck just wanted it on the record, specifically the item that he destroyed. And then it was the argument like, well, because, you know, uh, Kim was like, uh, isn't the cassette tape your property? (laughs) Like, kind of playing the same game with him. Yeah. And then they just kind of come to. um, Why so vague? Yeah. I thought that was important, too, for some reason. Because I'm thinking maybe this tape, maybe that is important to have mm-hmm. that language in there based on the proceedings that might happen later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and eventually they just settle on um, a destroyed item of personal property. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in any real real legal trouble, but um, stuff like that would drive me absolutely insane, especially if you're paying a lawyer. You're like, come on! <laughs> like, I'm paying you! <laughs> Like, and you're wasting time arguing these semantics? So it is the semantics. Seemingly. Mm-hmm. Seemingly. Miss mm. uh, Hay, um, this is where she asks uh, them to apologize because she says that, you know, I sense a lack of remorse. Mm-hmm. You know, look at your brother in the eye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was avoiding Yeah, it's like a child, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. I do that to my daughter all the time. Like, no. Walk up to grandma <laughs> and you politely tell her you're sorry. <laughs> did you, so when you're watching Jimmy's apology, did you get the feeling like he was kind of spinning it to Chuck and kind of saying a way to where Chuck might rethink, I would never do that to my brother. Yeah. My, my brother deserves better. Right. Yeah. Like I, my note says, Jimmy apologizes, laying it on thick. There you go. Like, so I didn't know That's if he was trying to was sway Chuck for. or he was basically mocking him to his face you know what i mean yeah. like column like, a column b probably like yeah like just being defiant like just kind of being defiant defiant mm-hmm. for sake of being defiant but like still apologizing to his face per the request of miss hay exactly mm-hmm. exactly they uh come to a settlement a monetary settlement of a whopping 300 uh well it was 300 like 21 dollars uh-huh but then uh chuck had to toss in the value of the tape on there so it was uh that's uh, right Settlement of $323.98, including the cassette tape. Um, the cassette tape. Mm-hmm. It was, I found it weird the way he said it. A cassette tape. Mm-hmm. The emphasis on tape for some reason. <laughs> like an old person would say. Uh, Jimmy storms out, doesn't say anything to anybody. Uh, heads down the hall. And, uh, you know, uh, Kim, you know, kind of chats with them about, mm-hmm. I guess, how they're going to proceed forward. And uh, she... Chuck admits to making the second tape. That got me. I didn't even think about that. And Kim was so certain right off the jump. You have a duplicate. Yeah. And it's such a, um, such a, such, you know, maybe it's a sign of his hubris because Howard tries to stop him, you know, like he admits he makes a second. Howard's like, dude, like, 
It's like, what? It's what is fine, it? Howard. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What, what does it matter? Like at this point, you know? Right. Right. But I guess it was the smart move, you know, like to make the second. Yeah, and Jimmy called that too because, like, remember when he busted in, he's like, destroy the tape. He's like, is this it, Chuck? Is oh, yeah. this the only copy? That's like, right. You destroyed our family for this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mabel Bar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would say uh, the way that they they uh, they filmed this, uh, you know, when they're um, you know talking about like the duplicate tape. Uh, uh, Kim's ponytail game is on point, dude. I didn't even notice. Yeah, like for some, I would like. I feel I. I don't know if it amounts to anything, but I feel like there's been several. Like she has a very tight ponytail, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I noticed this only because of uh of of my wife's business. Uh-huh. But you know, my wife's in the beauty business. We we own a business, but um, it, it's like a, a ponytail, but the ponytail like has like a slight curl in it. And I feel like there's been several times this season where they've made it a point that the ponytail was in focus. So I wonder if that's just like an identify, like that's like her key identifying trait is the very classy businesswoman ponytail. And uh, in my notes, I wrote uh, Kim's ponytail game on point. Word. (laughs) And they always seem to show it when like she's doing something and it's it's kind of bouncing around. That's a Vince Gilliganism. Yeah. That's that's like uh, Hank's wife with the purple. Yeah. Everybody's got their thing. Right, you know, they're uh, identifying, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like they create mood rings for everybody. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so yeah. Her ponytail game on point, and uh, then she just kind of marches off. Like after Jimmy, Jimmy's around the corner. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was all a ruse. Him storming off because like like right. like a little kid, like ha 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 ha, and she just says bingo, bingo was, his and then name they of. walk off. Which is like the a couple name badasses. of the third episode in season one, isn't it? Or something like that. <laughs> Probably. I think so. I think there was a bingo, right? Yeah, it was like a Miho. Yeah, it was all ending O. Yeah, Hero, except for Alpine Shepherd Boy. Except for Alpine Shepherd which Boy. Which was supposed to end in an O, but then they changed it at the last minute due to some... Jello. It was the Jello copyright. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was something like... these cards in the bottom of the Jello cups. Yeah. See, I remember some things. <laughs> <laughs> um, And thus... The end of the episode. Indeed. I'm awaiting episode five with bated breath. Mm. Because I want to know what the other thing was in the address book. Yeah. That's something I got to make sure we address in POP. Mm-hmm. Preview of the prior for those of the uninformed. Right. And we got we got to get on our game this week. I, we, we, we lost week yeah. two. We keep doing preview of the prior way too late in the mm. week. And then I run out of time to edit it and get it posted. We need to get it done <laughs> earlier. So that way... I'm not stressing and stressing you out and stressing our fans out because mm. I didn't realize we were getting people like, hey, where's preview of the prior at? Yeah, which we totally appreciate. Like stuff yeah. like that makes me and Dave so happy. We're like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Like, wow, people actually care. And because that, that was uh, genius. Donnie the genius, right? Like came up with the whole idea for preview of the prior. Our listener, Donnie the genius, remember? Oh, yeah, He's like, right. oh, you guys should do a preview show. We're like, yeah, preview of the prior that's because right. that's a really funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, Three seasons later. Yeah. Yes. But, um, so we'll, we'll do better for you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do better. better. And to make up for it, we can release the Patrick Fabian episode soon. Interview. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. We, uh, jib jabbed with the PFAB. Jib jab with the PFAB. <laughs> and, um, and also on the, on the upcoming preview with the prior, uh, some people out there are going to have a chance to win a really cool book. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, why you better call Saul is the name of the book. 
So there'll be uh, more information on that on the upcoming preview with the prior for episode five. For sure. For sure. For sure. So uh, in the meantime, uh, you guys can help us out by downloading the TV Showtime app. Uh, make sure to participate on that. It's actually really cool. I thought, in all honesty, when when um, when uh, they contacted me about it, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of lame. But it's actually pretty damn addicting. It's, yeah. a, it's a really, yeah. really cool app, and they're giving us a great opportunity, mm-hmm. and you guys should check it out. And anybody listening to this right now on the TV Showtime app, please make sure that you hit that little subscribe button just yeah. underneath, uh, just underneath where the episode shows in the comments sections. And uh, also, please go to itsallgoodman.com and check out our preview shows, Preview with the Prior. Uh, we also have interviews with pretty much the whole damn cast. Michael right. Mandel, Patrick Fabian, Ray Seahorn, uh, Michael McKean, Bob Odenkirk. It'd be uh, it'd be faster to name the people we haven't interviewed. Right. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, Jonathan Banks, Peter Gould, and Vince Gilligan. Other than that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much so, it. Um, Kelly Dixon. I would like to get Kelly Dixon on. Yeah, you know, I, I've reached out a few times and we haven't been able to quite make it happen yet, but it'd be fun to have Kelly Dixon. Yeah. And uh, also, we also host uh, a celebrity chat show for the most part. For a lot of times, it's a celebrity chat, but it's more of a drive-time radio show with yeah, celebrities. It's, it's just us talking about things that are not significant. Or about Better see, Call Saul. See how right, yeah, I like are not significant, it. nothing important. Nice. Yeah. nice, 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 nice. Right. But you can check that out, nothingimportantpodcast.com. Awesome interviews with people like Mike Rowe and Rick Astley and Owen Benjamin and all these great, great people. And I, I got uh, some great people coming up. It, it's uh, it's amazing uh, some of the folks that come and chat with us on that show as well. So if Can I throw this out there? You can throw give, out anything you like. Let's give Michael Nardelli some love. Yeah, he was <laughs> Michael su- Nardelli. super gracious, came on twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we helped promote his movie Circle. Such a handsome guy. Super handsome. Yeah, Brian, instant man crush on him. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna get Michael Nardelli. Super super fun guy. <laughs> super fun guy. Um. So yeah, check that out. TV show time app. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, uh, Podcast Detroit. Pretty much, if it plays a podcast, we're there. We're like Doom, <laughs> right? Like the joke is like the computer game Doom from like 1991. Has been like you could play it on like an Apple Watch and calculators and shit. So like <laughs> yeah. the joke is is like Doom can literally be played on anything. Ah. It's all good, man, and nothing un- important. If it plays podcast or MP3s or sound files, like <laughs> you'll find us. Like tune in radio, we're like on right. tune in radio. Like yeah. you name it, we are there, man. Except for podcast, podcast addict. addict, which I think we may be on there, but who knows. We're, we're working on it. We'll, anyway. we'll confirm when it's confirmed to confirm mm-hmm. it for you guys. Anyway, you can find us. So make sure to check that out. Make sure to stay tuned for a preview with the prior. And thank you for sharing, subscribing, and leaving reviews on iTunes. Dave? Ball City. It's Ball City. Whatever. Ball City.